I'm sorry I screamed. Hello and welcome to another episode of the By Felipe podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Allison Stevenson. And I'm Alexandra Tweeten. And this week we have we have a doozy of an episode. It is juicy. It's pretty, it's like breaking, I mean, that's pretty exciting actually. We're I like. I think we're breaking a news story. Breaking a news story. I mean, is it a new news? Uh, yeah. It could be news. I mean, After I think it, it is. Out. There's no, I don't think there's any, it's not like public knowledge yet. So. All right. If you say <laughs> it's public knowledge to a few people, yeah. but basically coming off of, you know, there's all this stuff happening in the news and we even talked about like the, the Netflix show, the Tinder Swindler, and now there's inventing Anna yeah. and it's just, there's this uh, common theme happening right now where people are talking about. Uh, scam artists coming forward yeah, yeah. about uh, scam artists these yeah. way that they're being conned scammed lied to manipulated cheated and uh we actually were able to speak to someone who this happened to with a completely different person not not the tinder swindler not anybody that is yeah famous yet um but it's her first time telling the story publicly yeah and I, it's really crazy um, that she reached out to us and was like, hey, I have this really insane dating story that happened to me. Can I tell it on your podcast? And we were like, hell yeah. Please, please do. We want to hear it. And so we did. <laughs> uh, do you want to intro? Oh, tell yes. us about her. So we're having Shuang uh, Hu. She's an actress. Um and she she has a large YouTube following, and she's on TikTok. Um, her handle is the one shoe, and S H U. Yep. And um, yeah, she just has like this insane story, and I don't know. Let's- it's uh, you know, it's unbelievable. It you'll hear us in the podcast. Just we're stunned the whole time because it's just. Uh, it just these people can't keep getting away with this stuff, okay? It just it's gotta stop. We gotta expose these creeps, yeah, these cretins. Exactly, uh, we, they need to be exposed. And so, uh, yeah, we we talk about a specific person in her life that this situation happened to, um, and she was not the only person swindled uh, by this individual. And it's a really interesting story that hopefully, um, helps a lot of people, you know, because I think the ultimate lesson in stories like these is it's really easy to be manipulated easier than you think by people who are really good at being charismatic and winning you over. And if you're the type of person who's like, that would never happen to me, Think again. Yeah. I honestly like hearing all these stories. It's like I can't I can't blame the person like it could. It just I think it's just like it could happen to anyone. Truly. Yeah. Especially some of these people are so good at what they do. Yeah. That they just I mean, it's a long con for a yeah. lot of them. Like, you know, you'll hear in the episode, but it's like it's not like they had just met and it was a whirlwind romance. And, you know, it was like they've only known each other for a month sort of a thing. 
It was like they really knew each other for quite a long time. And there was still a swindle. Yeah. Well, let's let's just jump right yeah, into it. Yeah, let's dive into it. I, I want you guys to hear it for yourself and uh, let us know what you think. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So happy to have you here. I'm very excited. I feel like there's definitely things that we're going to be talking about. But first up, let's just, what what's going on? How's your day? How you doing? Guys, In I think in true theme of your podcast, I'm kind of going through a breakup right now. And it's oh. really, it's why I was like late this morning. I didn't even want to like change. And then I oh, saw the yeah. picture, like, camera ready and I was like oh man <laughs> I have to put makeup and clothes on Ew. oh my god I'm so sorry that sucks uh, it's my fault uh, it's totally my fault all of it what'd you do so it's sucky <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't yeah uh it's too embarrassing to say publicly oh, okay, okay. I, all right no it's okay just, we don't have to get into it <laughs> oh, anyway, it's like girls fuck up too, <laughs> you know, not just guys, girls yeah. fuck up too. And, and, you know, it's nice that you can acknowledge that. That's a sign of maturity and like acknowledging that like, yeah. oh yeah, I actually, I fucked up in the situation. Sometimes mm. you just got to be like, nope, that was my bad. <laughs> yeah, it took it me until I was like, yeah, it took me until I was like 28 or 29 to finally be like, okay, I guess I do things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I yeah, guess I'm not like, always right. <laughs> I know, right? How this is make doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> How could I be wrong? <laughs> it's yeah. all just a big experiment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a, a friend of mine told me that your life is already written out for you, all the good things, all the bad things. Everything's written out for you already. Like your path is already set, but all those bad times are there just to make it more entertaining. So <laughs> if you just remember that, you know, for you can who? get through it. <laughs> Someone's having a good yeah, laugh. Who's watching <laughs> this and just pointing and laughing at me every day? <laughs> Yeah, we're entertaining someone. It might not be ourselves, but there's people out yeah. there. I mean, it is a sim- it's a simulation, guys. Like yeah. we're all just someone's watching a reality show, and they're like, "Wow." I believe that more and more every day. Every yeah. day, I'm like a little closer to being like, "Yeah, this is a simulation." We're gonna wake up from the matrix. Yeah. We're gonna be like so awakened after this. Yeah. <laughs> But until oh then, until yeah. then, <laughs> well, keep dealing I think, with life. <laughs> I think we're gonna have a really interesting story for whoever's watching yeah. the simulation yeah. today. Yeah. Whoever got whoever got the controls on us today is really in for a treat. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of good stories, I'm so excited mm-hmm. for you to tell your your dating story. Um, that has a little bit, like, it's on theme, on brand with the Tinder swindler is what I've gathered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, ladies. Okay. Uh, yeah, we know so... nothing about this story, so we're very excited mm-hmm. to hear. Let's yeah. let her rip. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys watched Tinder swindler? Yes. Yeah, okay, great. I'm sure half the world has too. Yeah. Um, I, actually, 
because a really close friend of mine knows about my story and he, when Tinder Swindler came out and the, the story behind it, he was like, shoo, can we please watch this together? I know you might get some PTSD, but can, I want to watch it with you. <laughs> he wanted to like cross match stories and be like, did this happen to you too? Um, but I, I actually, I did start watching it, but I got about 30 minutes in before I got some like some serious PTSD and I was like I don't think I can watch this anymore because you know there were some wounds that I closed and I got over and I just don't need to be reminded of them but you know so many people talking about and there's this new show called Inventing Anna which apparently is very similar and I like all this that started coming back recently and I think I am over it enough that I can talk about it without really feeling like I need to kill someone so I was like you know what I want to talk about it I've been thinking about talking about it for a long time like in your mind but Mm -hmm. this is the first time I've come out publicly and I think it took me a while because I was very embarrassed about it I was like how the fudge did something like this happen to me and I think a lot of the girls found it hard to come out like only three girls came out in uh, Tinder Swindler and I'm sure there were tens if not hundreds of girls who experience the same thing but you know shame and embarrassment Mm -hmm. uh, keeps us from telling these stories and you know what if I tell the story and it can help someone avoid the situation then I'll embarrass myself for it who cares yes totally (laughs) our stories are already written anyway yeah (laughs) this is just part of it's already part of the plan so (laughs) part of the plan (laughs) (laughs) yeah no totally Um, because you're right it will help other women or people, not just yeah. women, have and to, who probably will run into situations like these, like it will help. So, or someone might see this and be like, I know that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And be like, wow, she's dumb. No, I'm kidding, whatever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Whatever. I'm just going to let it out. Let yeah. it out. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and feel free to like come in and ask questions or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. so basically the gist of the story is I was conned by an ex-boyfriend of mine uh, for about $230,000. And, and this is the story. So his name, which I'm not afraid to say, is Prasanth Saravanabhava. I will spell it out for you for anyone who wants to find it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, how did so, you meet? Uh, <laughs> I met him in high school, and he was a year above me. But we didn't really talk. We didn't really know each other. I just knew of him. You know, you just like you sit in the same area. He's like over there. I'm over here. I'm like I know your face, but I don't really know you. Fast forward a few years, I started dating this guy, uh, and he was friends with Prasanth. And so we got reintroduced through my ex before Prasanth. And when I saw him again, many years later, he had completely changed. He was always this kind of like short Sri Lankan guy and he always looked like a nerd. But fast forward later, he turned into this like super successful businessman. He was wearing suits all the time. He drove like an R8 at the time or like a sorry, S, like an Audi S4. So he had a fancy car. He lived this nice apartment by himself. It was a three-bedroom townhouse by himself. 
he always seemed to be living this jet set life. Um, he was like always traveling, like every couple of months he'd be going overseas, staying in fancy hotels. And whenever we went out to dinners, he'd pay for everyone. Like mm. he just dropped like thousands of dollars at once on a dinner and not even blink. So wow. in our minds. Was, was this in Australia? This is in Australia. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. In Brisbane. Okay. This city called Brisbane. Uh, and he, yeah, he was basically, everyone knew him. Anyone who was anyone in business knew him. And uh, what did he, sorry, what, what did he claim was his business or his job or was it actually his job? Right. So he was an accountant. He was a chartered accountant and okay. he worked at an accounting firm where he was a partner. He'd been there for like 10, 12 years or something like since he graduated. And on the side though, he claimed that he had a, um, a plumbing business and shares that he had an investment business and he invested in shares and traded shares with another business partner of his. And he had his fingers in a lot of pies and it just seemed like he had investments in everything, like a coffee business here. He had this cafe called Blended and he invested in a friend's bar called Mr. Mr. Like all these investments and pies and he had like a share in like a development that his friend also was doing. So there was a lot of money, like I guess income streams that he had supposedly. So it mm-hmm. made sense. Like yeah. everyone, yeah. he had fooled everyone. <laughs> yeah. Right when you have, and especially and people like we're like creatives, you know, actors and and whatever. Like someone says they're in finance, I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Like, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like I believe you. Like it's I don't like, know. Okay. <laughs> right. And actually, this is, makes me sound even sillier, but I was in finance before oh. this. I actually, I. This is how we all like, I guess, got connected because. The ex before that, um, he was also in finance and that's how we met because we were um, like in the same industry and like my, I was actually working for his dad um, as a side hustle and, but I was in finance at the time. So we were all kind of young, successful business people and finance people. And so Everyone around us had money. He was not the only one who had money. We all had some level of wealth, but he just had like next level extreme wealth just compared to everyone else. He had he had a black Amex card and everything. Mm-hmm. Every like there was no reason for us to question why this guy is not genuinely wealthy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. everyone was kind of confused at how he made his money. There was no no one had a very clear uh like understanding of how he made his money and the on top of that it was like he was a nice person too he would take his parents to these holidays pay for them first class everywhere he'd always talk highly about his family he'd be the one that people would go to for like wedding speeches he made good wedding speeches speeches in general he was very eloquent so he was able to talk himself out of anything yeah. Very charming. That sounds like a recipe Very for charming. disaster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He knew what he was doing. It was all very premeditated. So um, anyway, so I broke up with this, this boyfriend of mine um, before him. After we broke up, me and him started dating because he, he made a move on me and I was vulnerable. <laughs> 
I was like, oh, they're back up. I was like rebounding. And I was like, that okay. must have been premeditated too. He must have known. <laughs> oh, she's vulnerable right now. I can get in you there. Know, yeah. You know, there was a few effed up things after that that happened uh, that I was just a bit like weak at the time. You know, mm-hmm. I was like vulnerable. I was just feeling kind of depressed and yeah he's kind of swooped in and it can't I mean I don't blame him for doing that it's I was weak like I could have stopped myself but no I didn't so yeah we started dating um and it kind of moved pretty quickly and all of a sudden he's like talking about like wanting to get married and like all these things like everything seemed like he wanted a very serious relationship and if you see from tinder swindler that's what that guy did he was like love bombing and then Mm -hmm. let's move in together um let's let's have a life together and so there was a lot of that and you know like i talked about earlier my life goal everyone wants like to find the one and sometimes when you're in search for finding the one you're really blinded by red flags and Mm -hmm. you really can't stop in there (laughs) right and you can't stop yourself from taking yourself out of a situation where you could potentially be with the one. Yeah. Even you if want it, it to be true. Right. You want it to be true so bad that you yeah. like, disregard other things. Absolutely. Have, I, I always have like, I'm always like thinking of like the best and like giving yeah. people right. the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like the whirlwind of our, I guess, the start of our relationship. And all was kind of going well for about a year and a half. And then I moved to America for acting and pursuing my dreams. And and he uh, kind of stayed in Brisbane, but he, because he travels so much, he was able to come visit me. But because of that sort of long distance, we did end up breaking things off. Actually, he broke up because he said, he said that I couldn't give him what he wanted and he couldn't give me what I wanted. And I was like, hmm. really? Like, hmm. But, you know, it's because there were so many things in the back end that I didn't know about. So mm-hmm. clearly he couldn't give me what he wanted because he was a fucking con artist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, okay, so we broke up. and But we maintained a friendship. We wanted to stay friends because we had been friends for so long already. We didn't want to ruin our friendship. Mm-hmm. So... We stay in contact and we still kind of, he's still like trying to take care of me. Like he would pay for some of my Uber rides around because he didn't want me to take a bus because I quit finance and came to America to start acting. So I was living off my savings and I was like trying to be savvy with my money. Mm -hmm. So he would like still try to do small things to take care of me. So I thought that he really cared about me. And then one day he says that he is having issues with uh, a client of his that this client had accused him of doing something wrong, but it was a misunderstanding and he was sorting it out. But while it was happening, his assets had been frozen. He couldn't access any of his money Mm. uh, at work. That work had like frozen his shares and that he couldn't get any money out and he needed some help because also he had like run into some other issues in the past with his credit score he told me and um like he had like a court in 
uh, like a default on his credit file in Australia. If you have a, a default or a big um, like a part nine, which is like insolvency on your credit score, it's really hard to get loans in the future unless you have assets or you have a guarantor. And he didn't have any assets because um, he's just like, oh, I never got like because I couldn't ever take out a loan. I never got a chance to invest in property. And um, so he's like, oh, I, um, I have this business deal with a friend and his name is Josh Matter. He owns this like sunglass store in Melbourne and I had met him a few times. So I'd like, gone with my ex to Melbourne a few times to see him. So I knew he was a real person. I'd had lunch with him. I'd had like dinner with his wife and his like cup, his kids. So I thought they were legit people and it seemed like they were a nice family and they had this sunglass business and they'd given me a few of their sunglasses and so we had this like relationship of sorts and I knew that Prasant and Josh were starting a a business together like a um uh a coffee business they were like roasting coffees or selling machines and they were trying to get this warehouse in uh this like Sunshine Coast, like a state, uh, sorry, a city in Brisbane. I'm being very specific because I'm like, I don't want anyone to be like, she's lying. Because <laughs> like, that's a lot of what's happened since then that people have accused me of being the liar. Wow. So I'm, yeah. I'm just going to tell names, tell facts, and yeah, like, I, I'm just speaking it's my truth. It's true. So it's not, they can't say it's libel because it's, it's facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's my facts. Yeah. So... Yeah, you can try to prove me wrong if you want to. <laughs> uh, well, what about his other businesses? Like you said before that he was like, he had another coffee place and like a bar or yeah, something. A, a blender. Yeah, he said, you know, I was, because he's an accountant and there were some things that I didn't really understand. So I just believed him. Um, he said that he, okay, so the th- those businesses were all not in his name because of his credit score that's what he told me who knows what's real he said that he had put like the accounting firm was in his uh business partner's name this guy called shittich and and then his uh like he said that the plumbing store was in this guy called mark's name Uh, and mark was running it but he was just an investor and he was a silent investor like they had like deals like written deals in the back end where like he owned most of it but he couldn't be the front man because of his credit score and like the bar mr mister was uh, owned by these other guys that he Mm. was friends with and he wasn't he didn't have a name in it um and like this other store called blended uh there's like a blended noosa and blended brisbane he had like two there were like health food stores that were doing really well apparently um I think they were also maybe in someone else's name or part of it was in his name. Maybe a portion was in his name, but he said that he couldn't take money out. Like he just like couldn't, whatever reason he said that he he couldn't get money and he needed some money to close this uh, warehouse that um, Josh needed to get for the coffee beans. And apparently Prasanth had promised Josh the money, but because he couldn't come up with it straight away, they were like in a pickle. And he said, Shu, I need your help to lend me some money on this uh, um, property because if I don't settle, uh, something happens with Josh. Like, I'm like, I feel really bad. I owe him this. Um, but he's going to refinance. That's right. He was like, he needs to 
buy this warehouse immediately, but he's going to refinance it. And then that refinance is going to pay off the initial loan and my loan. Mm. He just couldn't do it immediately because he hadn't done his tax returns or something like that. Like he just couldn't find refinance it immediately. Mm. And I believed him. And, you know, at the time I should have told my family, that's one thing I should have done in hindsight. I should have told my family, asked my family for their opinion because they would have been like, shoot, don't do that. That's stupid. But I didn't tell them because I knew what they would say. And I, I wanted to help this guy out because he had helped me in my relationship mm-hmm. in the time that I'd known him for like three, four years. He'd like helped me get through my breakup. Um, he'd like paid for flights and things mm-hmm. where we traveled. He like, bought him me for a nice year and gifts. a half. Like I would totally trust yeah, that person. Like yeah. that's totally valid. <laughs> I would Right. And too. I'd never. Right. Yeah. Thanks girl. Thanks for making I me feel better about it. <laughs> no, totally. Uh, Thank you. Um, But I, yeah, I totally thought that that was legitimate. And because he's wealthy, I was like, yeah, he'll pay me back. So I went and took out this loan to give to his friend. And so what the fucked up part was, I didn't give the money to my ex to give to him. I gave it straight to this guy because he needed to like settle on the loan. So I got my lawyer to transfer a part of the money to the loan to settle the loan on the property. So like technically maybe I own some of that property. Yeah. Right. Cause my money went towards that property, yeah. but it wasn't in my name and oh, the story goes on. Um, so I did that. I, at the time, wanted a written agreement. I kept asking Prasanth for a written agreement or something from Josh to say, yep, you owe me this money and you'll pay me back X amount of time. And he kept saying, I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. Just please send the money now. We need the money now, but I'll get you the letter. And I believed him. And I even got this text from like Josh to say, oh, uh, don't worry, shoot whatever paperwork you need, I'll send it to you. And so I got that text, so I thought it was real. And I just... I, I kept asking for this letter and he just never gave it, but I, I just assumed it was happening. And he was, he said that he would pay the interest on this loan and nothing like, don't worry about it. I'll pay the interest on the loan. I'll pay you extra. And then I'll pay this off in like three, four months. So like two months late, like, no, this was like April. Yeah. So he paid the payments for the first two months. And a couple of months later, I get this call from the loan agent to say that my interest hadn't been paid. And I was like, what? And and this was like a stupidly ex- like expensive repayment. So it was like something like 10 grand had been owing at this time. And I was like, the oh my God. fudge? Oh my I was God. Like, so I called because I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why aren't these payments paid? I thought you said you were taking care of it. Where is the money? It's been like five months and you said it would only be four months. Like, I'm really feeling freaking nervous about this. I want this paid off now. Yeah. Now. Like, I don't want another second to go by now. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take, I'll get it taken care of. You know, my other investment is going to come to fruition soon. I'll get you paid off straight away. I'll make those payments now. So he paid those interest payments. So I was up to date. But then the whole like big chunk of money still hadn't been paid. And so uh, what happens after that? Um, And so I keep chasing him and he keeps saying it's going to be paid. And so at this point, I'm like trying to contact the other guy, Josh. 
and Prasantha's like, yep, 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 I'll get a letter from Josh, I'll get him to talk to you, I'll get him to call you, uh, I'll make it happen. I was like, good. But time goes by and he hasn't called me and he hasn't reached out to me. And I'm like, really starting to worry now. And this loan was like, it was I just, it was against one of my properties that I had already paid out. Well, this is the effed up part. He was my accountant. So he knew how much I made, everything about me and oh, wow. all of my assets. And so, oh God. Oh my God. Oh, this, is so tra- this is so traumatic, guys. I still no. can't believe this is real. That's, I mean, it's but terrifying. it all, like, you know this person, like, uh, you would trust them. Like, that's... Yeah, I thought I knew this person, yeah. so I fully trusted them. Okay, so at this point, I'm, like, really freaking out. And at this point as well, he was asking for another 200 grand. <gasps> he was like, I need another 200 grand to settle on this property. Look, you know this person. I just need to settle this. As soon as this is settled, look how much money I'm going to make. I'm going to make, like, 600K off this. I'll pay you back with interest and another, like, 10% or something on top and I really wanted to help him I was like at this point I still didn't know that he was a con artist so I was like oh he really still needs help and I was like what about your family Uh, because at this point I was like 200 down already I was like what about your family what about your sister his your sister's property can't she help you get a loan your parents have property can't they help you out and they're like no they can't and I know their family's not very wealthy the sister is like she works in marketing and or like HR or something like that and the husband doesn't make much money and they just had a kid and the parents are both retired and they didn't have a lot of money but they were very kind people so I thought also because his family's so kind he must be kind too Um, and I'm like oh well I don't want his family to you know suffer if they can't financially because they're such good people Uh, and I was like maybe I can but this time I talked to my sister about it and luckily, one of my properties, she was actually the trustee for the trust that owned the property. And so I had to get her signature to get any loans on it. And this is when it flagged for her. And she was like, what the fuck is this, shoe? Why are you giving this money, so much money to this guy? What the fuck? And I was like, he needs it. And I explained to her the situation. And she was like, this sounds fishy as fuck. And she... Thank God, my sister's gotten me out of so many messes. She's just so much smarter at this stuff than me. I feel <laughs> like I'm a very gullible person. I trust too easily, and I know that is an issue of mine, but she doesn't. Mm-hmm. To her, everyone is the enemy until you prove me that you're not. <laughs> well, you know, that's she's the just, thing. She's smarter. It's, the, it's that's the thing. When you're like involved with someone emotionally, you kind of just don't have that that screen but when you tell a friend about something like even if it's just like yeah. someone else who's they're not like outside involved of it and they can they're like wait a, a minute clearer. yeah <laughs> they just have yeah, a more clear yeah. perspective absolutely and so my sister starts poking around because she knows the guy who owns the bar in brisbane and she was like you know let me just go talk to this person and this person tells her Whatever you do, tell Shu, do not give him the money. Do not, whatever she does, do not give him the money because it's going to be at a point, it's going to get to a point where it's not that he doesn't want to pay her back. He's not going to be able to pay her back because he's going to owe so much money to so many people that she's not going to be able to get her money back. 
Oh, no. So, oh, my gosh. And then, then my sister's like, what the fuck? What is happening? What is going on? And that's when she finds out the truth. And then she has to, she got me on a call with this guy to tell me the truth so that I would believe it. Because I didn't even believe my sister. Wow, at the, yeah. At the start, I was like, what? No way. And she was like, just, you have to trust me. You have to trust me on this. Oh and so I get on the phone with this guy and that's when I find out everything. So that he was a con artist, that he had been conning people out of their money, millions of dollars of money through his accounting firm Whoa. because he was an accountant. Uh-huh. So what he was doing, and this is apparently what I, this is what I've heard, uh, is that he would do the tax return for his clients, right? And instead of putting the account number of the tax, like government tax account number, he would put his own like account number. So when his clients thought that they were paying back the government tax money, they were actually paying him. Oh my God. And, and so whoa. all of those people were like not paying taxes. Yeah, they were paying him. And that's why his client was like complaining about him because his client got a new accountant and the new accountant audited all his paperwork and was like, what the fudge is this? And then his client got like a $600,000 tax bill and and was like, you haven't paid your taxes for this many years. You owe us $600,000. He's like, how? My accountant's been paying my taxes, tax bills for me. What the oh, hell? And my it turns God. out he hadn't been paying the tax bill. So now all this client, after like 10 years, owed the government 600 grand. And this new accountant is like figuring all this out through all of the like doing um, forensic accounting. Yeah. Well, is and it apparently is this he, is not... Is this like an accountant in the same firm or a totally different? Total, completely totally different, different accountant okay, in a okay. different firm. Yeah. And so he had been doing this to several of his clients. And maybe he didn't take like all of it but maybe like parts he would just like get a part of it take like transferred to his account you oh. know a bit from everyone mm -hmm. so overall it added up to millions of dollars and there's this one client of his that's like really wealthy and i think he got like three five three to five million out of them like it was a lot of money i like People don't even want to say how much money, like, got. Oh, my God. from them. How do you do something? Like, how do you do something that is so blatantly illegal? It's so And think you're not going to get caught. How do you, yeah, how did he think he wasn't going to get caught? <laughs> yeah, it's a little different when you're playing with someone's feelings. And you're yeah. just like, oh, I don't love you anymore. Yeah. But it's different when you're like, I'm going to steal your fucking money and then never give it back. Yeah. And lie to you and then lie to all these people. And, and there's a paper trail. Fraud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And think fraud. that like, oh, no one's no one's going to notice. <laughs> they, they won't yeah, even no notice. Find out. That's it. Yeah. Oh my god. It's insane. Oh my it gosh. So many people. And there's so many people like I don't know if his business partner ever knew about it. Like I don't know if his family ever knew about it because I tried to contact his family. Like I actually went before this all came out and everyone in the city knew about it. I went to his brother-in-law because I wanted her to talk to the sister because I had talked to her before, but uh, she had just had a baby and I didn't want to stress her out. So I went to talk to the guy 
um, the brother-in-law and I told him, I was like, this is all the information. This is everything I know. He's taken this amount of money from me. And uh, I'm like in kind of like a really bad financial situation now. So like, it would be great if you would tell me where he is. And this, at this point, he was like avoiding everyone's texts. And he blamed it on me saying that I snooped around and I was like trying to take a part of his business. Oh, because that's another thing. So, okay. So he had this bar. He had like a share in the bar, maybe like 100, 200 grand or something. And his name was on it because he couldn't be. Uh, it was like three people. It was him and two of his friends. And he owned like, yeah, 30% or something. And he put in apparently 100, 200 grand. So my sister offered to buy that portion of him if he needed money. If he needed money, like straight away, she offered to pay him cash for his portion of the share. So he could have the money he needed to settle whatever he needed to settle. So he wasn't taking my money and I didn't have to take out a loan. And also collateral. Like, why am I giving you money for free just because you need it? Yeah. Why don't I buy something you have? So then you have the money, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. If you are real about it, if that's truly your intention. So my sister offered to buy that that part uh, share of the business and the other two business owners agreed to it. But Prasanth lied about it and said, no, these two people don't want to do that. And you're trying to steal my part of the business. You're trying to swindle me out of my share of the bar. Like he was like accusing my sister. And then he was accusing me of trying to like uh, kind of corroborate Uh with these people to, to take his portion out of the shares of the bar. And I was like... Are you mentally mental? Yeah, uh, that makes first, sense. You owe me two hundred grand. That's an easy out. Like you could, he could have just done that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you need the money, so yeah. yeah, take the money and go. Yeah, if you need it. Yeah, this is like a win-win for everyone. We're yeah. not trying to swindle you out of anything. Yeah, it's like yeah. a legitimate deal. If yeah. you need money, we're yeah. giving you a solution. But he didn't want to take it, of course, because he didn't want to lose that part. Because, he just wanted the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't, he wasn't willing to give up anything for it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So my poor sister had to go through that. And uh, so what, so after that, like I was pretending I didn't know anything about it with him. And I was just trying to get information out of him at this point. I was like, where are you? Like, uh, you know, can you please pay him this? Can, do you know when I can pay? And, and this is when I started reaching out to this guy, Josh, in, uh, in Melbourne, like his business partner, that my money actually went to. So I contacted him and I was like, I just found out all of this. This is when everyone was starting to find out what had happened. And I was like, this is what happened. So the money that I lent you was meant to be paid back to me. That was a loan. And you were meant to refinance your property. That's what I was told. You were going to refinance your property and pay that back to me. And he was like, well, that's not what I was told. Oh, he said that Prasanth, Prasanth had owed him money. So that money that came from me was money that he owed Josh. So I was just helping Prasanth pay back a loan that Prasanth owed Josh. Therefore, he was not going to give the money back to me because <gasps> it was money that was owed to him from Josh, from, yeah. from Prasanth. Yeah. And I was like, what? the fuck i was like how do you how do you take this information how do you find out that i got swindled that i gave you the money thinking that it was going to be paid back and not want to pay me back like yeah how do you live with that yourself 
But because he was owed money, he didn't think he owed that to me. Like, he didn't think yeah. I deserved to have that payback. And apparently, Prasanth had, like, told him that I was, like, leeching off him, that he was paying for my apartment in L.A., <gasps> that he wasn't, by the way, and that he was, like, paying for all this stuff of mine, that I was a gold digger, that he'd paid for all this stuff in our relationship. And, yes, he paid for my flights when we went on holidays together. He paid for hotels when we went on holidays together. He paid for yeah. presents well, for he paid, but probably someone yeah, else. Wait, who actually paid? <laughs> yeah. is the real question. Yeah, it wasn't him, and I feel dirty that that the money that he spent on me was stolen money. Yeah, yeah. It, well, you didn't it know. Makes me sick. Yeah. yeah. So, Ugh. in order for you to get paid back, he'd have to f- steal it from someone else. So, like, right? It's just like this pyramid yeah. scheme. Endless. Exactly. So I finally got to a head where like his money ran out, and I guess I was like the last person to give him money. Uh, I don't know who else he swindled. Um, since then, he probably has swindled a bunch of people. But this, so, but this guy Josh started accusing me of being the bad person. He was like, "You were a shitty girlfriend. Like you were a gold digger. You like you deserve this. You gave him the money. Why didn't you sign paperwork with me, huh? If you were like." You should have signed paperwork. Why would you just give two hundred grand to someone? You're without, like, I tried like, asking. Yeah, and I was like, I tried. I got this text from you. I got all this stuff from you. And Josh said that he didn't know, and that he, uh, Prasanth had told him to send that text, and Prasanth had told him to tell me everything's gonna be okay. I'll send you the money. Everything's going well. But he said he didn't know what was happening. Wait, he was so he was sending you stuff? I'm he was sending you text saying that he would pay you back. But then that everything was being sorted. That he would send the paperwork. But I'm so confused. Like, yeah, whatever. So, but Josh claimed to not know that this was money that you were giving him. Like he knew the money was coming from me. He said that he didn't really know the ins and outs of it, but he knew money was coming from me, and he didn't want to know the rest of it. But he knew he that just wanted to get his his money back, dodgy. so he was like, he just, "Whatever." But yeah, what, he just played the, along with it. Yeah, yeah. What well, what was he texting you though earlier about paperwork? Yeah. So initially, the text from him was like, "Oh, hey, Shu, thanks for helping me out. Um, whatever paperwork you need, let me know, and I'll send it to you." That was the initial text I got from you from him. Yeah, because she was asking for paperwork, saying like. We just need this in writing, like that you're you're gonna pay that me I'm back. Lending you money yeah, I'm lending and you money. You yeah. Yeah. So he but did because- think so he didn't think that this was money being given to him. He must have known that this was money that he had to pay back if he was right. I I'm confused. I think he just said I think the the swindler told him just say oh yes the, the I'll send you paperwork, but it he didn't say like it was a loan. Right. right so this is right so the so prasad was like the middleman for everything yeah. saying just say this to her and yeah. then she'll she'll give us the money yeah mm. and, and he's claiming that he didn't know he's, no, claiming, he's claiming he's like he i just know. said what whatever he told okay. me to say so he's basically yeah. also been caught in a lie because he probably did I, know yeah, I think he did know. Yeah. He knew the money was coming from me because I was texting him too. Mm-hmm. And I was like asking him, when are these payments going to be made? Or when is this going to yeah. be paid out? And he was responding to me like it was going to be mm. paid out. 
So he had to have known the money was coming from me. Mm-hmm. And he had to have known that I was expecting it back. Because yeah. I was texting him, asking me when this when the settlement. I was like, hey, when's the broker going to settle the money? Yeah. I'm just wondering when is it going to happen? Yeah. Why the yeah. fuck would I ask that if I wasn't expecting some money back? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, then that's he was where responding was like it was happening. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. So he was responding like it's happening. So he knew. But he knew, now all but he of a told sudden me he's he like, wait a minute, this was money that was owed to me, so I'm keeping it. Wow. Yes. It was money that Prasad owed to me. It's not my fault how he got it, yeah. but it's money he owed to me, so I'm keeping it. Yeah. Shame. And then, right? Like, how do you live with yourself? And yeah. I tried to call his wife and try to tell her, because I was like, she probably doesn't know what the fuck is happening. She, maybe if she knows, she would grow a conscience and be like, we need to give the money back to this poor girl who's mm. in LA trying to like chase her dreams and living off her savings. And we just took a fucking huge chunk of it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I, uh, I try to reach out to her and he like gets so mad at me for reaching out to her because he doesn't want to get her involved because she doesn't know the shady shit that's going on and he doesn't want her to know. And if I expose like him and I didn't like, I don't want to be that person, but all this, like I fucking am owed so much money. So I'm like, this is truly I'm, like, at cool my stuff. End. These people are playing with people's lives. Like. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of right. stuff that deserves to be out in the open, you know? Yeah. It's not like, it's not a minor thing. It's like, this is people's livelihoods that they're taking advantage of and, and in very cruel ways. Very emotionally right. manipulative. Exactly. Like, yeah. how do you live with yourself? Like, knowing that you've I done that in some You 100% have to be a narcissist. Yeah. Like, there has it's to so be so some bad. sort of, like brain thing where you don't have empathy for other people (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like, right yeah right and I started getting like aggressive about it because I got a lawyer and um I was like what are my like chances here and so I went to the police and I went to the lawyer for the police for fraud and then a lawyer like to civilly try to get my money back from this other guy Mm -hmm. and the lawyer uh, I it was like you need to like you can't be like nice to him anymore you need to just be black and white and be like these are the facts mm-hmm. so I sent him this very stern text about like these are the facts I gave you the money I owed you the wife like the company was actually in his wife's name so clear I should actually be talking to your wife not you because does she know that she's signed paperwork and that I put in a portion of the money for this property mm-hmm. like does she know that mm-hmm. and um and he was just like coming back at me and then he started getting aggressive with me and he was like I don't owe you the money it was a loan that you gave him you should have signed paperwork that's on you that you didn't sign paperwork why would you be stupid enough to give somebody two hundred thousand dollars and not sign any paperwork that's on you don't ever try to call my wife again if you try to get another lawyer or try to talk to my wife I'm gonna lawyer up and I'm gonna come after you for defamation um and then yeah, basically after that. And I tried to call him because I felt bad. I don't think, like, I don't like these kind of confrontation, like, these kind of results. I'm like, okay, I'm going to call him and just talk to him. And I tried to do that and he wouldn't respond. And so I talked to a lawyer and he was like, it's kind of gray because technically you gave the money to him, but Prasanth was the one lying to you. And, yes, you don't have paperwork. There is a paper trail, though. Um, so maybe you can, like, get some you can like uh, ask for a portion of the property. Like you can ask for, um, yeah, like um, what's it called? There's a a caveat. You can put a caveat on the property because you actually paid for a portion of it. Um, 
Were there like text messages, emails, anything like that as like... Yeah, there were text messages. I have text messages. I have have so much paperwork on this. Mm -hmm. I have text messages with me and Prasanth. I have text Mm -hmm. messages with me and Josh. And I... So I went and took this to the police because the I was like, this is clearly fraud. Like there is some sort of fraud happening here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they took ages. Like they took like eight months to look into it. Oh and like he God. had my stuff in a storeroom that I could never get back. Um, and like the loan, it turns out, oh my God. So the loan, I don't know if I should be talking about it. Maybe I won't. I, I won't talk about the loan part. But um there was like a lot of fraud that he had conducted, but like, so the law, the, the police officer that was looking after me, they switched hands as somebody else. Cause so much time had gone past. Somebody else came into it and was like asking all this question. He, they were like, where were you when it happened? And I was like, I was in California. I signed the paperwork in California with like a witness and I sent it back and they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. So you were not in Australia at the time. So the di- jurisdiction does not land in Australia. So we're dropping this case. There's there's nothing we can do for you. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's the thing with the Tinder swindler, too, because it was, like, in all of these different countries. And it's, like, what country does this? Has jurisdiction. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, we weren't there. Yet. Yeah. And we, we like, signed the loans, like, mm-hmm. willingly. Yeah. So, yeah. Basically, he... Uh, he got away with it effectively That's because not... the police. Oh my god! What about the, like, the can't tax help thing? Me. So the lawyer. Oh, oh, don't worry. Okay, so oh, okay, okay. At me, at, for me at least. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. The the police couldn't help me, and the lawyer said that it. I could go after this Josh guy. It's going to cost me like 50, 60 grand. And there is not necessarily guarantee you'll win because there was no written agreement. You might get the money back, but you might not. There's like a chance that you might. And then lose even more money in the process. (sighs) Yes, exactly. So I had to wait. Yeah. And he's like, I could put a caveat on it. But again, they might then fight you back. And because I'm overseas, it's a bit complicated. And all these things, and they were like, it's going to cost, yeah, 50, 60 grand. You may not win, and years. It's going to take years and years out of your life. It's very stressful, this process. And my family were very supportive. Uh, Surprisingly, I thought I was going to get so much shit. I've never been in, like, I've never done something so stupid in my life. And I thought my parents would be so mad at me. (laughs) You know, Asian parents, I'm just scared of them. But they were really like, I think they knew how much of a fuck up it was and they knew it wasn't my fault and they were very kind and That's they were good. just like, don't worry, you know, you, you learn sometimes the hard way. Now, you know, don't ever yeah. <laughs> lend money to anyone, mm-hmm. talk to your family and it's okay. They're like, in the, at the end of the day, it's just money. You can try and make the money back. Yeah. You can, you know, try to like let go of it. Also, you didn't marry him. You didn't have kids with him. It was just a year and a half of your life and, yes, a stupid amount of money, but you can make it back and you can move on and don't let it affect you. And, you know, it's not like my family's that wealthy, but it it was a figure that my parents were like, it's not going to break us. I know this amount of money could really break someone. Yeah. Like, if you're only making, you know, 50, 60 grand a year, like, yeah. This is a fucking shit ton yeah. of money that yeah. you will oh, yeah. be paying back for the rest of I've, your life. Yeah, true. I've never seen that much money in my life. <laughs> I've never <laughs> even had that. So I'm like, oh my God. 
I would have. Yeah, it's stupid. When I think about it, it's a stupid amount of money. But my family, like, they were just like, it's okay. We can try to make it back together. Wow, that's so nice. That is very fortunate. And yes, and that's the only thing that really got me by. Because if it weren't for them and if I was on my own, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'd be... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would have gotten over it, you know? No. I would no. just like be just bit of my whole life paying back this loan. Oh like my god. Loan. Seriously. <laughs> it is just so yeah. infuriating to hear stories like this because it's like there is no like these crooks get away mm-hmm. with this shit. Like they yeah. can get yeah. away. We and- have a system in place where they can totally do these and get minimal punishment if any and that's the thing too with like the scam like international scams with that happen in different countries like that's how they get away with it because no none of the police want to deal with it in either country and like and when it's a lot of money they're like whatever like it's just rich people (laughs) like they're they're like uh, yeah (laughs) <laughs> but it's not it's like not, I, yeah. I'm not yeah, like at yeah. all wealthy. I like yeah, yeah. saved up my whole life and invested like exactly. every penny that I have. Yeah. Exactly, that I, like money I made myself. But it just doesn't seem like like help. the police have like a. They're not really that. Even in the Tinder swindler, like he got arrested, but it wasn't even for fraud. It was for like passport. a fake passport or something thing. like that. Yeah, it wasn't oh even my God. for the shit it, he did. He still hasn't gotten in trouble from what for all the the God. fraud. The he money went to fraud. jail for like I think five months and yeah. got out and is yeah. back on his bullshit. Like yeah. he, there was no lesson learned. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just like every like ever since Trump became president, <laughs> I've been noticing more and more. <laughs> Like, look at all the shit Trump gets away with. I know. Like, there really is no no consequence for being a a crook. There is no real consequence. Like, this guy, like, our our past president who did just a whole gamut of illegal activities, shady shit, Mm -hmm. nonstop. Mm Mm-hmm. He hasn't seen a day in prison. He's fine. Destroying evidence. Yeah. Destroying evidence. Like, that's proven. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I I cannot the, believe this. So so the people, the lawyer you talked to in California is like, it's like, also when when did this happen? Um. So this was like two, uh, three years ago now. Okay. Um, this okay. was back in like 2019 when I approached that lawyer. So it was a lawyer in Australia. Oh, okay. It was very good. But um, so the a, yeah the California he, like do you have any like insight on like if you tried to pursue it in california like if it would be possible to even prosecute i didn't look into it but hey if a california mm-hmm. lawyer hears this and they want to help me yeah <laughs> yeah point me in the right direction please totally. do i mean what I mean, is I awful wanted... is not just like from a legal standpoint but even from like a standpoint of wanting to fight something like this like what we were saying earlier that too, huge investment, huge time commitment, yeah. years of, you know, Stress. it's like a huge process. None of this stuff is easy. And it's just like, it's almost mm-hmm. like it's designed to help the crooks. It's yeah. almost like it's designed. Right. Because who wants to go through all that? Yeah. And to even, it's like, it's easy. It's sometimes like you probably have come to the conclusion of like, well, I'd rather just move on with my just life. Cut my it. losses and move on sort yeah. of thing. And yeah. yeah, that's how the, it's crazy. I, I it just makes me so mad. I'm so mad for you. <laughs> like, yeah. So infuriating. 
<sighs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> pretty <laughs> freaking maddening. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up that that happened. I was, like, in shock for the longest time. Yeah. Well, yeah. It took me so long to get over it. I mean, I, yeah, do not doubt that at all. It makes me think, too, like, how many Tinder... There's probably a mo- lot more of them in the world, like, doing that exact yeah. same thing. Yeah, I just wonder... Doing it in different ways. It just must be so calculated because it's, like, to know all these little things that you have to do in order to like win somebody over gain their trust like come up with all mm-hmm. these lies and like like it's mm-hmm. like a very long con essentially yeah. and yeah, and knowing sorry. like okay i'm going to borrow money from this person use it and then borrow money from another person to pay that person and then it's just like this long chain and you know that you're Ugh. lying to every single person and you know they're never going to get the money back but you're just like yeah. oh well like, I don't, yeah. you have to be, you have to have, like, there's a mental you have to disorder. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's so many people that he conned were his friends. Yeah. You know, people, That's the saddest his part. clients who had become close friends that I had, like, had dinner with and I had met. And mm-hmm. he's, like, stealing from them yeah. knowingly. And he can look, he can sit across the table from them and eat with them and laugh with them knowing he had like stolen their money and that his holidays were funded by stolen money oh my i God. mean maybe he just like you know i feel like he has big self-esteem issues because he's really short and he's sri lankan and he probably got teased a lot in school and i remember him saying something like he just wanted to be liked and he he probably just wanted to be liked and he wanted validation he wanted people to adore him and and respect him and look up to him which he had he had all of that but he had that because he had money what so in his mind it was flaunting wealth like wealth is what brings you these things Mm -hmm. the the friendships and the the love yeah. and the like respect and it's like you're not wrong like you can mm-hmm. buy all of those things <laughs> <laughs> in a way yeah, yeah i mean money does have some sort of power in this world it's uh right. let's be real e- even if it's just like superficial like mm-hmm. you know yeah. you can get you can fool yourself into thinking that but, people like you if you're <laughs> yeah but there are people who you know, feel that way and are like, I got to get rich and they'll do it the right way. Yeah. So what happens in your brain? What is going on in your brain where you're like, I need to get to this point because of, you know, these faults that are these flaws that I feel within myself or whatever. I feel like having a lot of money is the answer. What's the thing that makes you go, but I'm going to do it by deception, lying, cheating, and Even fucking people, people over. Yeah, the people that I know mm-hmm. and supposedly love. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have to be. That's there's a, something wrong. That's there. like a a diso- like a mental like there's something going on there. Yeah, and I heard that he's currently in Dubai, and that he has like another cafe and like a girlfriend who knows everything that he's done and doesn't care. And wow. That he's like probably. Back to his bullshit and like live in some overseas life, and he's probably never going to go back to Australia because he's done there. Wait, so but what? He's like, yeah, what came of 
once this fa- was found out about the tax codes and taking the money. Yeah, because couldn't he go to jail for just like tax? Like he absolutely fraud? can. Yeah, but he's, so he can't if he doesn't go back to Australia. So okay, you know, he just that's ran. why he's living large. He's like. He's like, Nobody I'm just gonna, yeah, because because Australia wouldn't be able to like extradite him or something from Dubai. Only in certain countries, yeah, yeah. not in Dubai. So he's staying in countries where he can't be extradited. Wow. So he's just straight like, up, yeah, he got away with it. Yeah, he doesn't want to pay his patents. Like, you know what? If you fuck up, admit it. Give the money back to these people. If you have the money, give it back to them because you have been found out. People know. So there's something you should have, like, there's no way that he just spent all the money that he stole. Like, he has to have it somewhere, right? Just do the right thing and give it back. Sociopath. Just start all over. <laughs> he, so no, he has no, he but he's just, not. He has to be like, forced. He yeah. has to be forced. There has right, to no be. to force him. <laughs> Some way that he just has to give this money back. Yeah. Like, that's, but sadly, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Well, there was so yeah. if you got if you watch the end of the Tinder Swindler, like the the last girl was like he left all of this his clothes his like designer clothes and stuff. And oh, all this, I heard. Yeah, yes. and she like and has she been selling sold it, it. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I think they started a GoFundMe for the people because the, they also the other women haven't been gotten the money back, but I think now there's like a GoFundMe Ugh. for them. Yeah, which Aww. is nice. Like, okay, yeah. they will probably, yeah. but it's like the fact that this but like person other people is shouldn't not have getting to step in trouble. Up. Yeah. yeah, like the fact that they need yeah. other people to help. These like tactics to get back at them. It's like, why can't? What is the law for? Like, what is what? What do we have authority for if they're not going to like? Exactly, if people can get away with crime, blatant crime, yeah. blatant in your crime. face crime. Yeah, that and can then, be factually proven. Oh, that's awful. I'm so Ow. sorry that happened to you. That's just... It's wild. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's how, like, in the Tinder swing, like, they, all the women were, like, also, like, embarrassed. And I, and I don't know how they found each other. But, oh, I think it was, there was, the, there was an article. article. Yeah. The news article. So I'm sure, like, hmm. there's got to be a bunch more people that have experienced yeah. this from him since he's yeah. probably been doing it for a while. And there's probably, like, a long chain. There must be. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of business partners partners of him, and I'm sure there's other business people that he's con that don't want to say anything. Yeah. it is embarrassing. It, totally, and like it lives with you. It's like a stigma, and you're like, oh, you're the girl that got conned, or you're the the guy that got conned by this guy. Yeah, and no one wants that reputation. But also, if no one speaks up, no one knows. Exactly. That's uh, how they're going to, yeah, at least. And then this guy would just get away with it. Like, exactly. I don't want him to get away with it. Like, I want him to know that that we all know mm-hmm. what you did. And I haven't been able to speak to him since. Like, he ignores me. I'm sure he's changed his number. Mm-hmm. Like, of course. Like, he's run away and he's not taking responsibility for his shitty actions. So he's just run away and disappeared from the world. But I want him to know that we all know that we have to live with the consequences of his actions and the trauma that he's caused everyone and the financial dip in everyone's wallets Mm -hmm. that he's created and that he's a shitty person. He should fucking own up, go to jail, give everyone their money back and do time for the shit that he did. He shouldn't just, he can't just be living large and just ignoring the fact that he literally destroyed people's lives 
Awful. <laughs> how so do you even? Awful. How do you even live with yourself and like go to sleep at night thinking, like knowing that you did that? I mean, the fact that he can says a lot. It's just, it's so wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It says a lot about our whole finite, like yeah, our whole legal system, the international legal system. Yeah. Like how are com- like countries not trying to help each other get these people? Right. Y- yeah. y- yes, it's international, but. Just because you're not in that country, you, you don't have to be, like, uh, take, like, you don't have to take responsibility for your actions. Do you think he it knew just, that? That maybe that's why he asked you when you were in California? My God, maybe. I didn't even consider that. Maybe. Maybe, but he, he but he had done it to people in Australia, yeah, too. So I was. think it's probably more likely mm-hmm. just, he just got lucky on that one. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, man. He's definitely not going to get away with everything. No. Yeah, if he goes back to Australia. Which he, yeah. yeah. He probably won't, sadly. Yeah. Nah, he, nah. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. And like, what was his name again? Prasanth? Prasanth Saravanabhava. His Instagram was like P underscore money underscore S. He called himself P money. That was his nickname. Oh, so stupid. oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> is he still, but... is he still on Instagram? Uh, I don't think so. Probably not. Uh, he hasn't posted. I mean, he never posted anything. He must be using just like a new like, name or something. I'm sure he is. He's probably not even the same yeah. person. Like just he's probably someone else but man probably, i'll send you guys a photo yeah i'll send you guys his passport I wanna, uh, <laughs> he probably yeah he probably got the the um plastic surgery yeah. <laughs> the tinder swindler he he went to this plastic surgeon was like i want to change my nose my chin my cheeks everything yeah. and the doctor was like uh only criminals want that done <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. To do like, it. yeah oh my god <laughs> So yeah, he probably yeah, got the would... criminal, the criminal plastic surgery. The criminal, make- yeah. <laughs> the criminal the makeover. makeover. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I know. I'm just, I'm just scared of, I'm scared of people like that. Yeah. I'm like, I know I've exposed him, but I commend you for talking about it, and it will ultimately do more good. Yeah. Than anything. And also, if he comes back to if he comes back to Australia, he's fucked. And if he if he came here, he would, you could be able to prosecute him, right? Maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, it's a little more iffy here, mm. but uh, mm. I don't know if he'd ever come back to America because yeah. I don't know if Australia and America have some sort of um, like relationship mm-hmm. where they can extradite between America. And oh Australia. yeah, they're pretty tied. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like. yeah, that makes sense. Well, maybe mm. could you give us maybe in brief some tips of some sort for, you know, because obviously, you know, you were in the, you didn't really know what was happening at the time. But now that you have hindsight, what were some mm. specific red flags that you see now? Or, yeah, things that you wish you would have. That you would have paid more attention to before. He had like a pile of mail that he just never looked at. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> just piles. Like he would get piles um, of mail. <laughs> that um, is a little fishy. He never opened. That is fishy. He just like never, never, ever, ever opened them. He would just put them in a pile and they look like important mail from uh-huh. like, 
it was probably like creditors and Businesses. and people being like, "You owe millions yeah. of dollars," <laughs> and he's like, "I'm just not gonna look me- at it." <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. It was hard. It was like. Honestly, I mean, I don't. Looking back, there weren't a lot of things. Yeah, and like other than he, he didn't introduce me to his parents. Well, I knew him as like in our friend days, but when we started dating, he never brought me around. Was like, I'm dating her now. Mm. That's more mm. just shitty boyfriend moves. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I know, yeah sometimes well. it's like okay, that's just like a fuck boy yeah. or whatever. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I would like. Don't blame yourself. Like you did what the best you could yeah. with the tools that you had and like that's all it is like yeah. you you couldn't have prevented it uh I don't think like I think it uh, yeah he was mostly the things that were red flags were like just shitty boyfriend moves yeah. like not coming home and like not picking up my phone call when I went to like try to find him just like not inviting me out to certain events um yeah, like not wanting me around certain people that he knew. Like they were just shitty boyfriend moves, but not enough for me to be like, oh, you're con artist. Yeah, just no, not be like, right. I don't think I want to be with you because you're just a shitty boyfriend. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we've experienced that <laughs> yeah, from, yeah. for men with many, no money. Many so. people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like, just a shitty Musician skateboarders <laughs> who just... But yeah, maybe just like... Uh, well, I mean, I think the lesson that we all learned from the Tinder swindler from like is like just tell your fr- tell a friend if if your boyfriend is asking for for money yeah. or tell money. your family. Oh my god, yeah. And be like, mm, is this yes. a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Don't make any financial decisions about a guy or for a guy yeah. until you speak to your family and friends. Yeah. yeah. People who really care about you. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, don't make any rash decisions until Get a you do. different And don't feel in Yeah. Get a different perspective. Yeah. 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 Different perspective. And like trust your gut as well. well did like your if you know Did that- your gut did you have a gut feeling about it? Like or or were you like totally uh, a little bit. I did have a gut, which is why I didn't tell my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right because i knew that they would say sense. no because they knew that this was not a good move mm-hmm. so if i've if i'm ever scared to tell my family something i know that that's it's not a good thing yeah that's a good if i'm ever afraid to tell them yeah that's a good mm. that's a good way Barometer. of like yeah totally definitely because that's just your your gut trying to tell you something for sure like you know something yeah if, if you know it won't look right on the outside perspective there's probably something not right about it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think so. But, but you, you have want, a good yeah. heart, and yeah. these people take advantage, especially of people who they know have good hearts and yep. like want to help. Yeah. Like these are the type of people they go for because they want to take advantage of kindness, exactly, and empathy mm-hmm. and sympathy. And so it's and the fact that you did lend it, like it just shows like how you're a good and trusting and you know empathetic person because you just wanted to help and he took advantage Mm -hmm. of it yeah and it sucks so much because I mean it happens not in that situation but in like just regular relationships you know when you get taken advantage of like that and it's Mm -hmm. it's hard not to blame yourself and you Mm want to be like why but you have to look at it like it just means that you're a good person yeah like yeah and I think a lot of people 
<laughs> feels like pretty stupid. I know, <laughs> yeah. Like a stupid person move. It feels mm. like it, but you know, just think of like what your what was behind it for you. It was you wanted to believe that he was he actually needed it and you were, you know, helping him out. Yeah, because he did. He was there for me many yeah. times. He reminded me as well. He was like, "I was there for you. No one else can. No one else can help me with this. It's You're the true. only one that can help me." Mm. And I was like, "Oh, yeah, you, you did help me. So you know, I kind of do owe you. And if I can, mm-hmm. I, I was. It was in my power to help you. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't I? If it got you out of some trouble and that you were going to pay me back, yeah. it didn't seem like unreasonable. Yeah. But <laughs> looking back. That's a stupid amount of money. Mm. So stupid. Yeah. Anyways, but you know, you live and you learn, yeah. and nothing, nothing we can do about it now, yeah. other than just this is, this is the only like, I think I feel like this is the only closure I'm gonna get from this you situation. Know, yeah, and it's nice to see that you know you have moved on from it. Like I think that's a good thing too for people to know and see like who might be in similar situations. It's like it might feel like the end of the world in this moment, but you can climb out of it and things will be okay Mm -hmm. ultimately. Yeah. Right. You know what? And I would say to those people who have been conned or lied to that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And if you focus on that, things will definitely like karma comes back. And I after that, actually, my career did a complete 180. Like, I didn't have social media before that wow. when it all happened. Okay. And so social media happened, and then I, I got a bunch of jobs that I didn't think I would ever get. And, yeah, I worked really hard on my career, and then a lot of things started happening. And my life is so much better now than it was back then. and. Like, that's why I know that it wasn't worth the energy of going through that, that, um, uh, the lawyer, like going through. Yeah, because then you'd be, you'd be dealing with that instead of like working on what you actually want to work on. Myself. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that things are looking up for you still. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Yeah. I'm better off. (laughs) Better off without without thinking about it totally well Mm -hmm. thank you for telling us and yeah I think this is a very important story and I'm sure like I hope that if I hope people can hear this and then you know maybe there'll be other people that you can like collaborate with reach out and be like how how do we get him yeah Yeah. Yeah. right so many of my friends are like how do we get him let's make a part two we need to like make a movie about it yeah Yeah. yeah. there's been no resolution yet we can't make Tinder Swindler too because we don't know what the resolution is but one yet. day yet yeah, yeah i think this yet. is the beginning of the story yeah totally <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. well, so we'll see yeah. wow well <laughs> anyone want to reach out and collab let me know yeah, if you yeah. know who this person is something similar happened anything like or that. if you're like a lawyer in california that can uh-huh. knows how to figure this out like how how can people con- contact you or where sh- where do people follow you oh they can reach out to me on uh on instagram in my dms okay okay and cool. what, what's yeah. the handle i check my dms the one shoe the one shoe s-h-u yeah. yep mm-hmm. we'll link to it S-H-U. we'll link to it in the description 
Um, but oh my gosh, Thanks. thank you so much for sharing that harrowing story. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening <laughs> to my really long story. No, we appreciate, we appreciate it so much. And um, yeah, I think that that concludes this episode. Yeah. Well, yeah. On that high note, (laughs) go and enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Yeah. (laughs) You as well. Thank you so much. All right. Of course. If you liked the episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and or share it with a friend. If you really want to support us, subscribe to our Patreon, where you can access early commercial-free episodes, weekly mini-episodes, and unlock the full back catalog of bonus content. Submit a question or story to our number, 323-435-6919. Special thanks to our producer, Jack, for creating all of the original music.